With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 104.6 and 1 podcast, episode 14. So on this episode, I'm going to do something just a little bit different. I'm going to try a little bit of an interactive... What is it that I'm trying to say? An interactive type of episode? I'm going to be talking about movies today, whether that's favorite movies, disappointing movies, or just the topic of movies in general. And I want the first five people who can get on my Instagram, provide me with a follow, and go and comment on the page or in my DMs and let me know their favorite movies. And then one of those people will be able to be featured on episode 15 for next week. Just something different, something I was thinking about spicing it up. I saw the views were a little down this week, obviously. People busy, the NBA playoffs are on, you know, baseball's in full swing, football drama is going all over the place. So I know, I feel it, I understand. Shit's going on, people got to keep it going with their lives. So, like I said, I want five people to reach out, follow the page if you aren't already, slide under the comments, and or slide into the DM, and I want you to list... Your favorite, what did I say, three movies? Let's let's make it three movies. Your favorite three movies. And then we could talk about those three movies. Why? And uh, what makes it so special to you? So I got the idea, ironically enough, I took a nap on my lunch just a few hours ago. And I'm sitting there thinking before I knocked out, I was like, what can I do to, to, to make it interesting? Everybody's not into sports. Everybody's not into anime. Everybody's not into comics. I was like, but I can make something universal. I can make something a little bit more interactive. I can make it a little bit more of a socially compatible topic. And I said, fuck it. Let's do movies. Everybody has a favorite movie. Everybody has a favorite topic or, you know, role or character from a movie that we can talk about. And I can pick one of the people, one of the lucky people, uh, you know, at random, of course. I'll put it on Instagram. I can do it. Luck of the draw on out of a hat or out of out of a cup, whatever, you know, shake it, fall it, whichever name I catch out of the sky, whatever happens to be. I can do it live. I can do it on the post. It, It makes no difference to me. But that lucky person, I will record my favorite number, which is 15, my 15th episode, and then we can keep it going. So let's start it off hot today. All right. Well, first of all, before I get into the movie topic, this news just broke in the NFL. The Saints running back Alvin Kamara is currently on the trading block. The Saints are looking to move on from him, I guess. My good man, my good friend, Shay, 
Shout out to you, Big Dog. The biggest Saints fan I know, if not one of the biggest Saints fans that I know, actually. The biggest Saints fan I know. Yeah, I don't know a lot of Saints fans. And if I do, they're not real Saint fans. According to Shea, <laughs> sounds funny like he's my actual inside source like Adam Schefter. According to Shea, there is too much money locked up and invested in too many players like Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, and so on and so forth that Alvin Kamara wants his extension, rightfully so, when healthy is one of the most dynamic and game-changing running backs in the league. And he just wants his money. He wants to get paid. A lot of people out here are getting this guaranteed money. Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, so on and so forth. And it's just... Unfortunately, he's been, you know, injury ridden the last couple of seasons, so he doesn't want to go out there, get hurt, and then his money not be guaranteed anymore. So he would like to have a little bit more security. So I don't know where he's going to go. Um, if anybody has any speculations, let me know. I'd love to talk about it. I think that he's going to go to a team with a lot of money. I don't know about contention because remember the Saints still own all the rights to him and everything like that. So it's not like a restricted free agent where they, uh, you know, have to match it. He is still completely under contract. So. Someone's going to have to wow New Orleans, you know, first round picks, players to come back, maybe a running back in return, but, you know, somebody affordable like around Alvin's contract. I don't exactly know the details or the full, you know, what is, I always go blank in the beginning of the episode and I just don't know why. The Someone's got to be able to match the money that Alvin's getting paid right now. The Saints aren't looking to pay somebody more money and they're not looking to absorb the crappy contract, so... I can't even say that the Saints won't trade him to a crappy team. My dad actually mentioned a couple minutes ago, uh, what about Washington? Now that they lost Geis, Adrian Peterson's on the back nine. He would be able to split um, Miami. Uh, who knows? Uh, obviously, Cincinnati just re-signed Mixon today. So I don't know. I don't think that the Patriots would go out and give an arm and a leg for him. But, you know, they're a suitable option. Maybe he'll take a little bit more of a pay cut to go on a winning team. Uh, who knows? I don't know, but... I just wanted to start off with that because I just literally read that on my phone about 20 minutes ago. So I'm starting off on the movie topics, right? My favorite movie of all time is the movie Invincible with Mark Wahlberg, where he becomes a Philadelphia Eagle wide receiver in the 70s or in the 70s. I always forget if it's the 70s or the 80s. Back in the day. And it is during the time of Philly going through strikes and, you know, factory workers shutting down and a time of poverty in the city. And he's a 30-year-old bartender who just plays pickup football with his friends. And his most experience out there in football is high school football, never went to college. He was a substitute teacher who lost his job. His wife left him and took everything from him. And the Philadelphia Eagles were holding open tryouts. He made the team through all the adversity and everything like that. And the story continues from there. I think that the story is probably one of the most inspiring movies I've ever seen in my life. I actually have an autographed photo of Vince Papali, the actual character, the actual player's, um, the actual player's name. I have his signature on a picture on my wall right in front of my door, and it just says "Keep Grinding," signed by Vince Papali. My dad got me that, and it's just a a motivative or motivating thing to see every day when I wake up in the morning. It is just something that gets me excited, gets me going, puts blood pumping through these these old bones that I like to continue to shit on. Um, I don't know, it genuinely touched my heart every time I see it, every time it comes on, I will watch it no matter what part it's on, even if it's in the last five minutes, which is 
arguably probably one of my favorite parts. Uh, if I could be lucky enough to catch it from the very beginning, I'm thankful. I have it on DVD. I believe it's also on Disney+. Plus. So, I mean, it's everywhere. Go out and watch it. Again, it's Invincible with Mark Wahlberg. It's from the, from the 2000s. I want to say 2006, 2007. It's, again, a life-changing experience for me, a life-changing movie, something that just showed me no matter where I am in life, no matter what I'm going through, no matter if life goes the exact way I want it or goes in the complete opposite direction, never to give up and, you know, don't let anybody else tell you that you can't do something. Like, the movie chokes me up every single time I watch it. It never fails. I just, I love it. I love it to death. It's too inspiring for me not to mention, not to tell other people to watch it. And of course, ironically enough, it's about the Philadelphia Eagles. Who am I dating? A woman obsessed with the Philadelphia Eagles. Shout out to Isabel and her family. Um, Yeah, I found that funny telling them my favorite movie and they were like, what? And Isabel, I don't believe, had seen it at all. And we watched it and she was like, so confused when I was sitting up jumping at the end and and starting to cry and whatnot I just it was a great experience uh, I would say top five experiences of my life just again the movie is that big of an impact on me like legitimately like to think that I turn 27 next year and I'm three years away from 30 I know I'm basically 30 but you know I'm like at that age category at that age era I'm not a bartender I'm not married you know I don't live in Philly Florida's not going through a recession right now so it's like a lot of factors aren't the same but to know that I am you know getting closer to that age and anything can happen in this world obviously with everything going on in COVID and people losing jobs who knows but it just it's something inspiring I also have another amazing Christmas present from my dad I have a Vince Papali autographed Philadelphia Eagles jersey in my room like that is probably my second most prized possession and it's only second because the first most prized possession is my Dirk Davinsky autographed jersey signed by Dirk Davinsky while the jersey was on my back at a Miami Heat game that I went to shout out to Nick uh Novo took me to a Heat game and then Dirk came and you know Nick held the crowd back and he signed my back I hyperventilated almost passed out but that jersey means the literal world. If my, it's like people always say, like if your house were to catch on fire, what's one thing you're grabbing? We all know. Shout out to the guys. We all know Rick is grabbing both systems, his championship Miami Heat hats, and maybe the Cleveland Cavaliers hat if he already doesn't have it, uh, and a couple of other knickknack things. I know Rick is very weird with his material items, but <laughs> I just find it funny every time I give that example to somebody. I always think of what Rick says and how he says if we were to all live together we would have to help him carry his shit and then we'd come back and get ours if we had time but another story for another day when they get on the show one day um but yeah no that Dirk Davisky jersey prize possession and then the Vince Papali jersey right behind it because it's probably the most sentimental gift my dad's ever given me uh obviously with the meaning behind the movie like I just said the emotional attachment I have to the player himself and obviously you know the movie so to get that on Christmas two years ago shattered my heart. Like it obviously made me the happiest person in the world. But I mean, easily the best gift I've ever received from my parents. Like it was just beyond thoughtful and it, it means the literal world to me. So I will hang that up in my house, in my apartment one day. And it will hang in my sports room, my memorabilia room, my game room, wherever. And people are going to think I'm an Eagles fan. But ironically, I'll be living with an Eagles fan for the rest of my life. So it kind of works out, sort of, kind of. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, 
that uh that jersey means a whole lot. I would say my second favorite movie. I know I just spent a whole like six minutes talking about one, but I would say my second favorite movie is probably the animated Disney movie Hercules from the early nineties or from the nineties. The movie to me just I don't know. Since I was a kid, of course, it had a, a meaning behind it because it was, you know, a movie that I had on VHS. I watched over and over and over and over and over. And it just, I love the story. I love how the kid has everything from the very, very, very beginning. And he obviously doesn't even know it because he's a baby. And he is stripped nearly a 100% of his godlike abilities. And it was just one drop left, leading me to believe that is isn't 1% left of god powers. And the man has the... Im- imaginable unimaginable strength that is super strength and he goes out and saves the world and he wants to just be loved he wants to know why he's different he wants to know why everybody looks at him weird or side-eyed and he wants to understand why can't he just be normal is he meant for something greater is he put on this earth or was he put on this earth for a bigger purpose and he finds obviously you should all know the story if you don't know the story of hercules You've either lived under a rock or you know nothing about the world. No, babe, I'm not insulting you. That was actually one of the first, if not the first time she's ever come to my house. I made her watch it. And by watch it, I mean she was on her phone for 68% of the movie. No jabs here. Love you to death. But we will rewatch it one day when you are ready because you did not get the full brunt of that incredible movie that it is. Disney always has a tearjerker. Disney always knows. Excuse me. Not anymore. I don't know about any of you guys, but for the people that tell me Frozen and all of those newer movies are better than like The Lion King, Hercules, Aladdin, you're all smoking some good shit because there's no shot on earth that those movies will be better than the classics. Like, there's nothing on earth that's going to tell me. If you were born from the era of 98 prior and you side with Frozen, Tangled, and all of these other movies that are supposedly the new generation the new the new amazing the new incredible whatever you're crazy like you're no zero percent of me is going to agree with you if you feel those opinions that strongly keep the opinion to yourself (laughs) and don't even put if you if someone as a joke puts in their favorite movies frozen or anything like that like you're immediately disqualified from the competition like that's how strongly i feel about these disney movies nowadays that are nowhere near as close to the the, the love and the, the, the feeling that I get from watching the originals. Like, nothing will compare. Not one. Uh, I would say third is a little bit more of a tie. I've been trying to put my finger to what it could be because I love so many superhero movies, but I also love so many Disney movies, but I also love a lot of series movies, a.k.a. like Harry Potter, Star Wars, you know, like long, long, long movie series that go on for a while. So, I mean... Three is a toss-up between a Disney movie, you know, that being uh, Tarzan, the original Tarzan from the 90s again, and the original Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 2. Well, maybe Spider-Man 1. Those are also a tie. Just Spider-Man 2 was better, you know, more action, more detail, a lot more stuff behind it. But Spider-Man 1 was the original Spider-Man that I saw growing up as a kid in the theater, you know. Seeing your that again, my favorite superhero for those that are unaware is still Nightwing, you know, Dick Grayson from Batman, the original Robin. But you know, Spider Man will always be the next guy because not only is he from New York, but he was a kid who became a superhero and he was just like a nerd that was misunderstood, made fun of, 
And you get superpowers, you know, saves the world. Obviously, different borough, Queens, you know, the Bronx could use some saving right about now, but Spider-Man will always be number two in my eyes. Just, you know, that's another episode. Once again, for another day, I can get into depth between my favorite comic book characters, and I feel like that would be a great, excuse me, episode to talk about with my dog Fred or, you know, Anybody that does love comics, I would definitely love to figure out how to have multiple guests at the same time and record an episode. I feel like that would be fun. I feel like it would be a clusterfuck uh, (laughs) of interesting topics of conversation. But, you know, I just... Those two movies, I mean, Tarzan, of course, again, another kid lost uh, both of his parents with a shipwreck and then get killed. And then, you know, he gets adopted by monkeys, or should I say gorillas, and he gets raised in the forest and then finds his one true love that, ironically enough, is coming to explore that forest. And he falls in love. You know what I'm saying? He, uh, he, it's just, a, it's just an amazing story. Obviously, I just spoke about the Spider-Man story. So, I mean, yeah, those are the three movies, uh, or four, because the third one is tied. So, uh, like I said, back to the order, that is going to be Invincible with Mark Wahlberg. Hercules, the animated movie. And then for third is Tarzan and Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. I don't know. It just... I feel like movies are a getaway from reality. I feel like movies are an escape. And if you put a good enough movie on TV, I can get lost in it no matter how many times I see it. I can envision myself as the main character. I can go to sleep and dream about it. I just... Movies always have had an effect on me to make me feel like I can get away. You know, like when people say, you know, close your eyes and imagine this. Like I can imagine myself, like I said, as as a character from a movie as uh, a character from an anime just my head was always in the clouds growing up my head was always thinking about other things that were realistic like I would always try to say like you know what if I can go back in time which again pays homage to the episode where I talked about time and whatnot it's just if you give me a good story and a good character development you you, you suckered me you know you got me not suckered me but you you pulled me in you got me hooked I'm, I'm there I'm ready for it I'm down I'm just I'm here for it at all times, which is why I love superhero movies, because obviously most superhero movies have origins and those origin stories are for the most part. I won't say all, but for the most part, pretty solid. You really have to botch a movie for me to say that was pretty bad. And I mean, I'm trying to think I would say the second Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, a lot of people liked I am a fan, excuse me, I am not a fan of that series. I'm not a fan of those two movies, The Amazing Spider-Man. Again, different universe, different Spider-Man, but I mean, like, I was just, I didn't like the cocky Spider-Man that he was. I didn't like the actor and how he portrayed Peter. I didn't like the story with the lizard and all that kind of stuff. So to me, that was kind of botched. I felt like that was dropped. Uh, I'm trying to think. The Christian Bale Batman series was great. One of the greatest movie series of all time, obviously. But, you know, with the the voice and him kind of, like, dropping it down, like, it always has to sound like he's, like, got the raspiest voice or, like, he's got, like, throat cancer or something or he smokes cigarettes for his entire life and he's like, where's the trigger? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for anybody that has earphones, I apologize. But, I mean, he sounds just like that. All three movies is Batman. It wasn't botched, but it was kind of frustrating when you're sitting there for two-plus hours watching him literally yell into the audio and you're just like... Must you talk like that? Like, why Why does Batman sound like he smokes a pack a day? Like, explain to me why that is. I don't know. You know, 
And I can go on and on and on about certain movie characters that I just was not impressed with or, you know, wasn't happiest with. I'm no professional critic. Like, I know a lot of you are probably saying, who the fuck are you to sit here and, and shit on these, these million-dollar box office movies? And I'm just, I'm just me. I'm just Kev. I'm particular. I'm stubborn. And uh, I have a big mouth. So if I don't like something, I'm going to say it, especially because, you know, it's <laughs> my fucking podcast. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. Movies, again, like I said earlier, movies to me are just a way to really just get away from your life for the hour or two or three, whatever length of movie you want to watch that day and just just get away from it. I know a lot of my friends love uh, rom-com movies, you know, good love stories and stuff like that. I know Isabel definitely does. She loves a good story. I know for a fact she also loves murder mystery shows and, and movies like that, and, you know, where homicide, somebody kills somebody, you got to figure out who it is all the way at the end. I know that, you know, my dad loves action movies. I love. I know he loves cop movies and stuff like that. So those movies I grew up watching just over and over, like the Die Hard series. Those will never get old. Love them. Um, the Fast and the Furious movies. I'm one of those people that stand by after four. I got a little carried away because we lost track of the racing aspect of it. And everything kind of just went down the fact or down the path of unrealistic fantasy like sci-fi. You let me know when Vin Diesel can stomp on a parking garage. And yes, it was already cracked and falling apart, but it just it was over-dramatized where he stomped on the cracked portion of it and it, the, the, the rest of it collapsed. When did he become a martial artist with wrenches and pipes to fight Jason Statham? Like, no. He was a street fighter who used a lot of weapons and his brute strength and Jason Statham should have beat the living shit out of him, period. Like, there's no way he gets hit in the head with a wrench and gets up. Like, it got a little drama. Again, it got over-exaggerated. But, you know, the series itself, the fact that it's still carrying on and making the money that it is, it it fascinates the shit out of me. Not everybody can be like Marvel and have a 22 to 23 part series that leads to the Avengers Endgame movie. You know, not, not everybody has the budget for that. Not everybody has the talent and the, you know, box office capabilities that Marvel does. But when movies make a certain amount of money, I guess you can extend it no matter what. I mean, it's like, what, Star Wars? That's been around since the 70s, obviously, going through those three phases of the 70s, early 2000s, and then the last couple of three, or the last three that have came out. Those are obviously the later 2000s, so I mean, (laughs) those have been around forever. And, you know, those lasting through, what, two, three generations, which is incredible for a series to be as impactful and iconic as that. I would say, what's another incredible movie series that has been around for a long time? Lethal Weapon was, what, three or four? I said Die Hard already. I can't stress enough. Die Hard, for those of you that disagree, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. You're crazy if you don't think it is. I talk about this with Isabel's family all the time. And yes, it is a Christmas movie. No arguments, no discussions. It is that. (laughs) I just, I love this series to death. I watch it legitimately almost every Christmas, and I can never, ever get enough of it. So, yeah, those are those are the movies. Like I said, the competition works. You know, once the episode comes out tomorrow morning at eight a.m., uh, if you listen to the podcast, obviously you're gonna be, or it, when if you listen to it when it drops, you're gonna be first in line. So I would say listen to it as soon as possible, and 
Just let me know what you think. Let me know what it is you want to talk about. Let me know which movies it is you want to discuss. And then I will go out and I will make the decision. I'd probably say around Saturday, I'll go out and I'll do the video. uh, And I'll send it out to those five participants so they can see that, you know, I picked one at random. And then we can talk about it and you can be my next guest. And, you know, we can talk about a script. You know, obviously that movie conversation can only go so far. But I really wanted to just change it up a little bit. And kind of change the dynamic in the course of the way the podcast is going. Obviously, I can talk about sports all day long. Everybody tells me it's what I'm good at. Everybody tells me it's what I'm destined to do. Yes, I agree. But like when I came on to the podcast a couple of months ago and I said I am multifaceted, I really want to stick to that because I am more than just a sports analyst and a sports fan. I'm a human being. I'm a movie connoisseur. I am a person of many traits and talents. And I can talk about whatever I want. And I really do love it. And I really do admire those of you that have reached out for the support that you give, again, those of you that have personally touched my hearts and have told me that, you know, my podcast has inspired you or changed you. Shout out to Kyle uh, from a few episodes ago. I actually spoke with him a few days ago and a few days after that episode. And he told me that he went out to Best Buy and he got a bunch of equipment, aka desktop, sound equipment, microphone, soundproofing equipment. He wants to start his own podcast. Again, I've mentioned multiple times my friend Danny said he wants to start one, Santino, and so on and so forth. So to those of you that I can touch or just maybe push you in the right direction, I'm here for it. It makes no difference. I could be my own movie character, the kid that comes from the Bronx, starts a podcast, and inspires those to chase their dreams, coming to a theater near you. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I can do that. (laughs) I can see myself being a superhero in my own retrospect. It's as corny as it sounds, but... I don't know if I if I can make a change in someone's life, I'm here for it. If I can help somebody achieve a dream or achieve a goal or, you know, set themselves up for for success, I'm going to do that. I'm I'm always going to be that friend to help people whenever they need it, whenever they whenever they want it because I know that I can go f- to my handful of friends, my my handful of like good good friends. And if I need something, I I don't even need to ask. I just say, "Yo, I'm going through something." They drop what they're doing and they got my back. So, shout out to Kyle. Again, man, uh, if you ever need a, a co-host, an anchor, uh, a co-host anchor, this is an anchor, man. I'm not Ron Swanson. Oh, no, not Swanson. What's that? Ron Burgundy. I don't have that charisma, not just yet. But if you need a guest, whatever you need, I'm here for it. I'm down. Always. And you're always open to join up the cast on whenever you want. So, um, I'm trying to think. I know there was another movie I wanted to bring up, but I can't remember what it is for the life of me. And I literally had the list written in front of me, and I was like, no, I'm not going to talk about too many. And I talked about four, and I wanted to talk about three. So it's like it's it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, I mentioned it. Oh, the Harry Potter series. Like, I literally mentioned it, and I forgot I wanted to talk about it. Wow, Kevin. So the Harry Potter series, since I was a kid, since it came out in 2003, 2004, I've always gravitated toward that series because it's different. It is about magic, science fiction, all of that stuff. Like those movies will forever be iconic to me. Obviously, I have a a favorite being Goblet of Fire, and we just rewatched it all summer with Isabel. She's never seen them. Her cousin Dom and then her brother Jake. Shout out to Dom and Jake. We had our movie marathon and we watched two 
every couple of days or every couple of weeks. And it was just incredible. Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, Goblet of Fire, Order of the Phoenix, Half-Blood Prince, and then obviously Deathly Hollows Parts 1 and 2. Incredible character development between all characters. Not just Harry, Ron, Hermione, Snape, Dumbledore, everything. Even Voldemort. Voldemort. I said Voldemort. That's what I meant to say. You can see how he goes from the beginning of needing to come back weak then he does you know the strength comes back and then he has the weaknesses showing with the whole cruxes and then the eventual i'm not going to ruin it the ending of how that goes but you know what i mean like those characters easily easily one of the best characters in the cinematic world just because you can see their growth not only from little kids as actors and actresses but their characters go through I know I mentioned that in my anime episode, but character development is just so critically important in a movie series that I need to I need to see it. You can't just make a movie and do the same shit in every fucking movie and then that character be the same fucking person in every fucking movie. Like Spider-Man goes through his ups and downs in the first trilogy. You know what I mean? Christian Bale goes through the ups and downs in his trilogy at Batman as Batman, excuse me. But I mean, like, you just, you have to draw my attention in and show me, okay, cool, this is how they're going to start him. If they do a sequel or if there's expected to be a sequel, I want to see how far he comes along and how far he goes in this series or in this trilogy. Whatever. But you can't just piece together, you know, a star-studded crew and then just leave the actor and then just like, you know, he's just going to be the the basic protagonist come in save the day and blah 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 like that to me that shit is boring which is why i can't do um oh my god what of course i'm gonna talk about the topic and i'm gonna lose the idea hopefully it comes back to me at the end of the podcast or towards the end of the episode but i'm just gonna bounce off and transition into something different because it's gonna bother the shit out of me um wow Oh, I just watched, or I'm finishing up, I'm changing it to shows, but it's still in the realm of movies and shows and whatnot, you know, the the theater or entertainment. I'm about to finish Legend of Korra, for those of you that are unaware, it's the second series after Avatar The Last Airbender. Shout out to Dawson. Um, He told me after I did the anime episode, he started, he wanted to watch anime, he told me he finished Avatar The Last Airbender, he's on Korra, and then he is going to jump into One Piece, shout out to him. Because that's a big step going from, not mainstream, but going from like American-based animation to Japanese. He is going to love it. I know you're going to love it. And I hope you enjoy every second of it. Because Lord knows, One Piece is probably, like I had said, the second, if not up and coming, the number one anime out there ever in existence. Obviously, Attack on Titan has its own thing going. I'll watch that when I get there. But for all intents and purposes, Dawson, as you watch it, enjoy it. You can actually talk to Fred about it because Fred is at the beginning stages of One Piece 2. Shout out to Big Fred. Um, We was actually talking about anime. Not anime. We was talking about superheroes. Oh, we were talking about Fortnite. Yo, I'm going all over the place today, man. I'm just, I'm feeling it. I'm hot. I'm I'm in the mood. And you know what I'm saying? Not that kind of mood. But, you know, like, I'm just focused right now because the movie stuff really got me going with, you know, things that I'm doing right now. And I can't remember that movie series where that character just kind of stays stagnant. And it's going to piss me off until I remember. Um, Oh, my God. Oh, Fortnite. Fortnite did a new season, a new battle pass, all of that stuff based off of Marvel 
characters, and they hit Marvel on all spectrums. We got we got Fantastic Four, we got X Men, we had Deadpool before, we just had DC with Aquaman in the last season, but this is all 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 superhero based, and you can get the skins of Wolverine, Mystique. Doctor Doom, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Check it out if you don't already have it. Shout out to Alex Campbell, my coworker. We are obsessed with it. Um, I was playing it prior to me leaving this past weekend to Orlando, spend time with family. But that, like, to get me back into Fortnite took a lot because I do love playing Call of Duty, even though it royally fucking pisses me off on the on the literal every second on the minute by the hour. But Fortnite. I am no pro builder by any means, but if you like to play Fortnite or if you ever felt the need to want to start playing Fortnite, I would say now is the best time just because Fortnite has lost a lot of traction with Call of Duty, Apex, and all of these other, you know, Battle Royale games. Games don't last nearly as long as they used to. The skill level is still there in terms of, you know, pros playing and whatnot, but for the most part, it's not as hard as it used to be just because a lot of people, like I said, have left, but this season is going to be incredible. This season is going to be a lot of fun, especially because it is superhero themed. So the story behind it all is, you know, Galactus is coming to take over the world, yada, yada, yada. We have to fight him off, achieve the challenges, do what we have to do, unlock the skins. And like any other Fortnite season, it's got its own storyline. I haven't really figured the entire thing out yet, but still excited nevertheless to unlock the skins. I'm dying to get the old excuse me, the OG Wolverine skin, not the what, not the uh, yellow and blue skin, but like the orange and tan slash brown OG costume from like the original comic books. Like I'm here for it. I want it. I got to play it more. Fred, let me know. You know, I'm always down. Rick, we got to get the Iron Man skin at the end of it. It's the nanotech suit from Infinity War or Endgame, whichever one it is. I think it's Endgame. I'm almost positive it's Endgame, actually, where he taps the fucking chest piece and the nanotech suit comes on automatically. Stupid lit. I know I feel like I'm advertising for Epic Games right now. So be it. Go play Fortnite if you don't already play it. If you stop playing it, they fixed it. The map is not underwater anymore. Only certain places have water like they used to. Go play it. Fire, 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 fire. Brought certain weapons back, equipment, and all that kind of shit. Like, I feel like I'm back in 2017 when the game first came out. Like, I'm here for it. I'm going to stop playing COD. Ironically enough, I said that, and I played COD yesterday. But, and I'm probably going to play COD today. <laughs> but, yeah. um, I just, I don't know. I just really feel like Fortnite's changing or going back to what it should be, and that's just fun, 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 fun. Um, I'm staring at my pops and not my dad. I'm staring at, like... My pop figures, and I see right off the bat one of the movies I wanted to talk about. Uh, that was Venom, Tom Hardy's Venom, which is obviously being produced and funded by Sony. So I'm gonna pop it right back into the movie scene. This is again, this is a very spontaneous back and forth episode in which I have zero organization in right now, but I'm loving it because I am so off the cuff that. I don't really care. And, you know, if you if anybody knows me personally, this is exactly how I am in real life. We'll be talking about something for 20 minutes. And then within in the middle of that 20 minute conversation, I will cut someone off and I will start the most random fucking conversation in the world. And like Isabel's dad always says, squirrel, like I just lose complete focus. And <laughs> that is where my intention goes. But that's a big reason why I have a lot of miscellaneous shit kind of just laying around my room. Um, Venom. Venom is probably my favorite superhero villain right behind the Joker. Uh, Obviously, Venom being Marvel, Joker being DC. But 
Venom actually ended up being a pretty decent movie as opposed to what a lot of critics made it out to be. It is more based off of the modern day Venom for the modern day Marvel comics, not the original story of, you know, the suit coming from the Secret Wars and, you know, Spider-Man bringing it back to uh, to New York and, it, you know, the symbiote taking over and whatnot. Not the animated series storyline either where John Jonah Jameson, which is J. Jonah Jameson's son, brings it back from a mission in space. And then Spider-Man actually kind of, I don't know, it gets it on his suit when he falls into the Hudson. And it ends up being the symbiote and it takes over. But, you know, that's animated show is forever iconic. That animated show is forever the GOAT. Love that Spider-Man. Love that that three-part symbiote episode. But that movie with Tom Hardy again, better than I thought. It is a more of a heroic Venom where he protects Manhattan. And supposedly, you know, rumor has it, Tom Holland, obviously the current and present Spider-Man, is going to be in it. But as Peter Parker. It's a rumor. Nothing's been confirmed by anybody. It's all speculation that Tom Hardy himself, Peter Parker, will be in the movie, not as Spider-Man, but as Peter. Again, I have to clarify. Uh, and he will be featured in it as a guest role. For, no one knows how long. No one knows if it's going to be an end clip. No one knows if it is going to be an actual role within the movie, ongoing, or you know, periodically through it or whatever. But he's hopefully going to be in it. And I'm looking at my pop, and I see... The Carnage Pop that I have right next to it, for those of you that don't know, once again, I have to educate those that are uncultured in the comic book world. Carnage is the spawn, or should I say the son or child of Venom. Different symbiote, it's the red one, for those of you that are unaware. Uh, Cletus Cassidy gets it, a known murderer, rapist, a, a dark individual. And he is going to be the confirmed villain for the second Venom that comes out this October or this June. I believe it, Venom was supposed to come out this October, but due to COVID, it got pushed back. And Venom is now coming out next year. Uh, he is the confirmed character. Woody Harrelson is playing him. And it is going to be a very, very, very dark movie from what I have read and from what I am understanding. So I am very, very, very excited. Again, I was shocked that the first Venom was as good as it was. CGI was phenomenal. They did the symbiote justice, I believe. And I can't wait to see the second one. But the character development wasn't exactly there. It was a different Eddie Brock than I'm used to. For those of you that you know are familiar with Eddie Brock, that is Peter Parker's rival in the photography situation where you know he is a photographer for the daily bugle but he ends up lying and then he gets kicked off the bugle and he can never keep a consistent job yada 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 you know what i mean like he's just the antagonist in peter's life and then he becomes obviously venom throughout the comic book series but in this one venom is just a regular guy a reporter there's no peter there's no nothing and he ends up you know finding out about some dark experiments going on he actually gets a lot of video proof. He gets fired for posting a story that he shouldn't have. For those of you that haven't seen it, uh, not really spoiling it, kind of just introducing the topic to you. But he ends up finding the suit. The suit ends up coming onto his body, and then it, you know, they join. They become one. And I love the first person, first person or third person speaking where they talk about themselves in the third person. It's pretty fucking awesome. It's pretty accurate with the comic as well. That character development was kind of just eh, like he was just himself focused on himself and then he magically wanted to save the world because the symbiote came into his life it was it didn't flow to me the story was good but it didn't like 
I think the movie had more potential to be better. So, I mean, like, it was okay. It was... I don't know. I'm excited for the second one because now, obviously, I understand where they're going with it. And they're doing the more of the heroic Venom, like I said. And Carnage is just the anti-Venom, the anti-Christ. <laughs> He's so bad. I'm telling you, like, the worst person in the world with Cletus Cassidy getting a symbiote. Because the symbiote only enhances your strongest attributes, whether that's hatred, anger, aggression, strength, whatever it is. And it magnifies it by tenfold. So... I can't wait to see what they do with that. Sony's obviously botched a couple of things, so I'm curious to see how they carry that over and, you know, keep that trilogy going. They signed on for three movies, or should I say Tom signed on for three movies, so to see the third one, hopefully if Peter gets mentioned, maybe he gets incorporated into a third one. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, I can't really ask for much better in terms of Venom coming out as good as he did on screen, so I'll take it for what it's worth. I'm just trying to think... Of that other movie that I'm stuck on. And it is going to probably drive me insane. Because I feel like I'm not going to be able to remember it. Yep. Hedge kind of just going blank here. And it is just going to piss me the hell off. Oh, how could I forget? Oh my god. It just it literally cracked me in the head. Right this second, ladies and gentlemen, you're witnessing a breakthrough. I'm having an epiphany. Hello. I talked about it in my damn first episode, Batman versus Superman. I was talking about it with my barber, Drew. Shout out to Masters Men's Grooming Service for all your hair cuttery needs. Anything between facials, grooming, uh, uh, beard trimming, full haircut, stylists, and all that. Manicure, pedicure, facials. Like I said, everything you need over there on uh, 41 Old Tamiami. So just, you know, let me know if you need any information, contact info, and he's out there for everything you need. Masters Men's Grooming Service, best barbershop in Fort Myers, hands down. Um, Batman versus Superman, straight up, just, oh my god, we were talking about it in depth, like it had such potential to be good, and it was just so terrible. Like, I can't express to you how Dawn of Justice was portrayed in my mind when they told me it was happening. Not, they, they didn't tell me, you know, I wish I had a plug like that. But when it was said to come on screen, it just did not go well whatsoever. It did not make any sense. It just, it didn't flow whatsoever. The timelines didn't make sense. Um, the portrayal of how Ben Affleck did Batman in terms of, you know, the situation they put him into. Great Batman, great ba- uh, great. Uh, Bruce Wayne but like overall they made him older they uh, they, they made sure that uh, one of the Robins was dead they confirmed that that was Dick Grayson later on so like that when did that ever happen when does Nightwing die when did like he didn't even become Nightwing yet he died as Robin so Nightwing never existed so that didn't make sense and 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 so on and so forth like the story itself Lois Lane god I, I don't like the actress I don't know why her face just kind of bothers me I don't like Lois Lane being that annoying pesky character that needs to literally be saved every five fucking seconds in that Superman saga in that universe. Um, Wonder Woman kind of coming out of left field. I do like her introduction more than any of the other characters such as Cyborg, Flash, yada 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 and all the rest of them. Um, Aquaman was fire. Actually, never mind. Jason Momoa is dope. But the whole Martha scene, the whole, you know, coming in there and, and fighting the villain at the end. Oh, uh, wow, I'm literally going to sit here and forget who the villain was. Knowing, Oh, Doomsday, excuse me, how could I forget? Um, 
fighting Doomsday, Batman almost being 1,000% useless because Wonder Woman, obviously an Amazonian, and Superman being a Kryptonian, super strength, flight, Batman's kind of just sitting there like, oh, let me throw a fucking metal batarang at him and see what happens. Like, he was like non-existent in that fight other than shooting that kryptonite grenade at him at the in the beginning and whatnot. But it's the point... That movie did not make me happy. That character development was atrocious. Like, it started off with such animosity towards Superman, and the name Martha magically made that go away. Like, his hatred and animosity for his inconsiderate actions towards the city of, you know, we understand he was fighting crime, and he was trying to save the world, but in turn, he killed a lot of people, crashing into buildings, destroying the city, <laughs> it's like, you never really think about it as a superhero or as a as a kid when he's like oh mom he just saved the whole world but he like destroyed half a fucking metropolis like what about all the people that were in the buildings and the cars that the boulders fell on like think about it like they showed a glimpse of that in age of ultron where the superheroes like the avengers were trying to save everybody but in turn ended up ruining an entire city and that just kind of sucked to actually like be an adult and see like oh wow like there's not always all positives to all of these things like if intergalactical warfare were to start and superheroes were to exist in our world like how many cities would be massively destroyed and taxpayer dollars having to be increased because superman went and destroyed 42nd street and destroyed four buildings on it and now we need to rebuild them and then what happens when the next apocalypse comes or the next world or the next war or villain comes now we got to fix up Boston. Now we got to fix up LA. It's just, and I'm just naming states. Obviously, the Avengers showed that it could be taken down in different countries. So that's a whole nother aspect of it. But, you know, getting back on the topic of Batman versus Superman, I just did not like how they portrayed Batman in terms of the story of how he went from being so goal oriented and driven to get Superman out of the picture to then joining sides, becoming best friends, and starting the Justice League within his fucking mid 40s which is not accurate whatsoever, like, that, no, incorrect, the Snyder Cut needs to fix a lot, and it's not gonna fix where they started the whole thing, but it's gonna fix the story of, you know, the Justice League movie itself, and from the trailer that showed at DC Fandom, like I said, Fuego, if you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube, incredible, but, yeah, that that, that superhero movie, like, sat with me personally, it just sat the wrong way, I remember specifically waiting until like the week before it left the theater because they were so desperate to keep it because it flopped so hard that I watched it in a theater alone if not like one other guy was like on the bottom of the theater and I don't even think he was paying attention I don't know what he was doing I don't know want I don't want to know what he was doing but it looked like he was like on his phone the whole time I'm, oh wow maybe he was making a pirated movie I should have copped the bootleg off of him maybe it would have been dope maybe <laughs> I would have liked it better but it's the point you know I watched it alone I was just critiquing the movie as it went along I just I didn't like the story in terms I didn't like the development as the story progressed I didn't like how they portrayed the characters in the way that they did so that is definitely a reason why I am so analytic of certain movies amongst other reasons I just I'm so heavily obsessed with the comics I'm so goalie oriented towards like it needs to follow this exact book or this exact page of a comic that I remember reading as a kid, and it just doesn't, so then I am upset, and I am frustrated, and it takes a lot of my friends to talk me off the ledge of saying, I'm gonna boycott DC, I'm gonna boycott Marvel, that was horrible, um, I have to obviously understand that it's not always going to be as perfect as it was when it was originated back in the day, 
So, you know, those those movies will always, you know, grab my attention first. You know, superhero movies, sports movies, and stuff like that. But, I mean, that's that's pretty much it, to be honest with you today. I really just wanted to get into the movie aspect of what it uh, what it is that makes me tick. Movies that really hold a special place in my life and in my heart. And, you know, I just, like I said earlier, just first couple people to listen, slide up in the DMs. I'll pay attention to those five. If it ends up being higher than five, which I don't think it will be because it's crazy how I have like 53 followers, but I'll get one like on a post. So, you know, no jabs, but kind of jabs. Guys, give me some damn support, man. I got all you followers out there and I get like one retweet or like one like on a whole post. Like, come on, man. Your boy needs some help out here. So for those of you that are interested, again, like the post, uh, slide into the Instagram DM or um, comment below the photo. Let me know your favorite movies. I'll reveal who I choose to be my guest next week on episode 15 on Saturday afternoon. So just like I said, let me know. Drop a comment. Drop a follow. 104 spelled out six spelled out and and the number one at the end of it. 104 six and one. And did I have another sports topic? Oh, the Mavs lost. I'm a little upset. It's like I said, Porzingis ended up being more hurt than it was originally anticipated. I figured it had to be something bad if he was continuously out even after the NBA boycotted those games. I, it is what it is. You know, It was a slight tear in the meniscus. He's going to rehab it, see if he needs the surgery. If he does, perfect time to get it now since we're out early. Uh, we have Game 7 tonight with the... The Nuggets and the Jazz. Shout out to Donovan Mitchell. Shout out to Jamal Murray. My man is hooping. Tyree Cole. Put some respect on my dog name. Out here dropping 50 twice in the series like Donovan Mitchell did. Only two other players to do that is Dan Wilt and fucking Michael Jordan. Let's be real for a second. The man is playing the game of basketball at a very high and efficient level. He only has five turnovers in the three games in which he scored over 40 points. So, let's be real. That game going to be fired today. The Bucks lost game one to the Heat yesterday. Jimmy Butler had a career playoff high with 40 points. That series is going to be very interesting to see how Giannis bounces back. We have game seven being forced with Chris Paul leading the Oklahoma City Thunder to a game six victory over the Houston Rockets. Let us see how that goes. I hope that the Thunder win because, shout out to my man Jared. We were talking about it a few minutes ago, or should I say a couple hours ago. We want to see what happens with Houston. There's too much of a rumor circulation of Mike D'Antoni leaving or getting let go after this season to think that if they lose in the first round without having a traditional center for the majority of this year, that just goes to show that this system will not work in the postseason. Playing your center being 6'6 or 6'7 that P.J. Tucker is or 6'5, I think that if the Rockets, by some miracle of God, actually hold on to face the Lakers. I hope that the Lakers go out and sweep them because Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee might be the first center-slash-forward combination to average 60 points together, like, as a unit with, like, 30-plus rebounds. They're going to literally abuse P.J. Tucker. Maybe not JaVale, but I believe Dwight Howard is going to show glimpses of his Orlando days, and who the hell knows? Anthony Davis is already was already embarrassing Hassan Whiteside and Nursef Yerkage with dropping like 40 points like twice in that series. So who knows? 
I'm excited. You know, playoff basketball is in full swing. Uh, Marcus Morris, I hate you. Honestly, I really do. That were two dirty plays. I think that they were unnecessary. And again, if this podcast ends up getting famous and it comes back to bite me that I said that I hate him, maybe I can rephrase that. I think you are a dirty player. I do not like you at all. Not that it matters if I do, but it's the point. Stepping on the man's ankle with an entire basketball court in front of you to knock off the shoe, to call it accidental, and then go and swing at the top of his head the way that you did, being the fouls on Luka. If you haven't heard or seen, go look them up on YouTube. Um, Blatant, obvious, at least to me. I've spoken to multiple people that are not Mavs fans, so it's not just me being biased, unnecessary. Uh, the NBA should definitely find him and look into a suspension, especially both of those incident, both of those incidents being back-to-back games. It just, I get it, you're an enforcer, but you don't got to play dirty like that, man. That there's no place in any sport for a player that's out to hurt somebody. So, I'm gonna end it on that note, you guys. I really do appreciate again the support and the love that I've been getting these past few months. So, just remind, uh, just remember. Go and pay attention to the episode at 8 in the morning. Or should I say, well, obviously you all are going to be listening at 8 in the morning. Well, not all, but you all know it's coming out at 8. It's a matter of when you listen to it. And if you want to partake in the competition in which I'm trying to hold to get everybody kind of involved. So follow the page on Instagram if you already haven't. 104.6 and 1. Comment or DM your favorite three movies. And then I will pick a winner again on Saturday afternoon. And then you'll be my guest next Tuesday night or Whenever I record the episode, Monday, Tuesday, or whenever it is you're available for the Wednesday 15th episode of the cast. All right, y'all have a great night, a good weekend, and let's go Yankees, man. Let's let's fucking step it up. We need to beat Tampa. (laughs) I'll talk to y'all later, man. So that is two weeks in a row in which I make a mistake, and I need to clarify right now. It is a little frustrating that I have made a mistake two weeks in a row. But next week is not the 15th episode. It's going to be the 14th episode, which obviously common sense makes this the 13th episode. So, yeah, I I apologize. I tend to get a little bit ahead of myself. I just forgot that I had two recordings last week for the mistake with the Val Kilmore and Michael Keaton thing. So I miscounted. But that is all. You may proceed with the rest of your lives. I'll see you guys next week. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives' activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.